Le'Veon Bell is now a Kansas City Chief. Oh, boy. Big news. He's joining Patty. He's mm-hmm. joining Tyreek. Mm-hmm. He's joining Travis. The whole squad. Oh, my gosh. It's, it is definitely a squad beyond a squad. It's that Madden Ultimate Team squad. We're going to talk about it. We're going to tell you how this impacts your fantasy league, maybe your team, maybe you have Clyde. And we're also going to give you some trade targets on the show. So let's not waste any time. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the Fantasyland Football Podcast. Okay, it's probably probably Thursday, the 15th of September, when you're hearing this. I don't know. It, it could be the 16th of September. It could be a Friday when you hear this. It is Thursday right now. We just found out 30 minutes ago, Le'Veon Bell is officially a Kansas City Chief. My name is Zach. This is my co-host here, Badaki. We don't want to waste any of your time. We're going to talk about it yeah. very, very quickly. But first... We want to tell you about the OBJ jersey giveaway that we are doing. We do monthly giveaways for signed sports memorabilia. And this month, we are giving away a signed Odell Beckham jersey. We are partnering with RSA. Now, if you want to be entered into this jersey giveaway, super simple. Go to our Instagram at Fantasyland Football and follow all the steps to be entered. You can follow us on Twitter. You can watch the podcast on YouTube or you can listen on virtually any podcast platform now Le'Veon Bell Badaki was biggest news today that's right right? but Mm -hmm. probably the second biggest news for us is something pretty pretty special we've been working on this for a long long time and we just want to let all of our listeners know about it we have officially launched our Patreon website what does that mean for our listeners Badaki yeah that's right look it's just a way to another way to engage and support us really we are doing this because we love fantasy football and we know you guys love fantasy football and we want to make the podcast, the content that you see on Instagram and more things to come later in the future to be the best possible, you know, content and creation that we can possibly do and give to you. So it's just a way for you to support the show. There's a couple different tiers that you can go on and and to support. We have close friends, gold and platinum. If you want a little bit more detail, you can go on our Instagram or patreon.com forward slash fantasyland fam you guys are the fam we just want to do things for you really yeah that's right you are the fantasyland fam if you are listening and honestly we appreciate everything you do absolutely this is your opportunity to support us if you would like to do that super easy close friends is probably the easiest way to support us but yeah again that's patreon.com slash fantasyland fam and you can support the show if you'd like but obviously we need to talk about some news what is going on here? All right. It's no secret. What is going on with Le'Veon Bell? This is really the only need to know news we actually want to cover right now. There are injuries that we will talk about on the pod tomorrow. Yeah. There are updates on people who have come back from IR, but the only need to know news that we genuinely need to talk about right now is Le'Veon Bell has officially signed a one-year deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk about it. Yeah, look, 
it's a definitely a surprise. I mean, it's not a surprise. It's, there's been talks for a couple of days ever since um, the Jets released Le'Veon where he would go. The Chiefs were a top contender. It makes sense that he wants to go there. He wants to have an official. You know, he wants to have not an official, but he wants to have another Super Bowl run. He wants to go to the yeah. Super Bowl. He, you know, like he's on a really special team here that's very talented. Like you said earlier, uh, Clyde now the rookie. Uh, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Andy Reid as the head coach. I mean, wow. you, you are doing, you're going to a team essentially that is, the playoffs is essentially locked in and that's what he wants. Yeah, obviously, man, could you imagine going from that Jets locker room to this oh Chiefs goodness. locker room? The pure difference in atmosphere and expectation would be shocking. There might be a culture shock absolutely. for Le'Veon when he steps into this Kansas City building. Yeah, absolutely. He is walking in now to a whole new atmosphere, but he's also he's going to an atmosphere that he he recognizes as well. You know, like he yeah. he had really great success with the Steelers, and we all know that he is going to come here and he's going to show out. He's going to be, I think, the Le'Veon Bell that we all knew and loved. Um, back in the day, he's yeah, you know, and you can say what you want about Le'Veon. A lot of people, we've had so many comments and DMs about this, as as we should expect. I think New York didn't really help Le'Veon at all, and not to say that anything is a mistake, right? Right. But I think, unfortunately, and a lot of it was his fault, and a lot of it wasn't his fault. His reputation was a little bit tarnished in New York. Yeah. And you can say off the field, on the field, whatever that might be. I think this is a fresh a fresh page for Le'Veon. Yeah, absolutely. A fresh opportunity to remind people, one, the offensive player that he is. Just the pure talent of Le'Veon Bell. And two, you know, when you're in a situation where you're happy, you're probably going to be a nicer person, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think... Just like you said, it's a it's a brand new, fresh page. When he left the Steelers, obviously he held out for a whole year, came to the Jets, and I think there was a lot of unsolved issues with Le'Veon and just the NFL in general. Yeah. And I think that has... It was a strange time. Yeah, it was. And that has kind of happened over time. You know, he's been with the Jets a year now, right? Two. Two years? Man, I like you know he's been he's been with the Jets for a while now, but yeah, it's been it's it's definitely been a while. But okay, let, let's talk about fantasy. This is what we're going to talk about, right? Right. Let's talk about the fantasy relevance of this signing. First, let's talk about Le'Veon Bell, obviously, mm-hmm. but we're also going to talk about Clyde, right? Because this will affect Clyde from Le'Veon Bell's perspective. His fantasy relevance, you and I've said this already on our live stream on Instagram. This helps him significantly, right? Absolutely. It, it it bumps him up. I mean, he was kind of a must start when you had when he was on the Jets. He wasn't somebody that you loved to start because just purely he was on the Jets. But now yeah. you're starting him and you are buzzing. You're 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 walking into Sunday. Can't wait to watch the game with Le'Veon Bell in a Chiefs jersey because you know he's going to produce. You know he's going to get 
at least over 10 points. He's going to get at least over 10 carries. He's going to get at least over 60 yards. Surely. Yeah. He ha- he, I mean, he has to. Maybe a touchdown. I, look, it's I know... It's a little bit interesting because I feel like the situations have completely flipped. Right. You are going from a high-volume, not-efficient offense for Le'Veon specifically mm-hmm. to a split backfield which is what we believe it will be a split backfield in Kansas city. But the efficiency will most likely be much, much better in this offense. Absolutely. Think about it. When you're in New York, what does a defense need to worry about? Jamison Crowder, probably Jamison Crowder. Right. And, and, and then that's not to disrespect Jamison Crowder at all. Cause he's been a really great wide receiver in the NFL, had an amazing career, but now, you go from let me worry about shutting down Le'Veon Bell and Jamison Crowder to how the hell do we stop this offense already, <laughs> right? Already right. without Le'Veon. Yeah. You've got Tyreek spreading the field. You've got Kelsey, who's always that consistent target. You've got Patty, who is a superhuman in his own right. And you've got Clyde. I, I would imagine they would use some two running back oh. uh, sets, with was, these guys. I was literally about to say that. They're definitely going to use a two-running back set. I think that Le'Veon is going to teach Clyde so much. Yeah. This is a great person for Clyde to have in, in this locker room because he needs to. Like, he needs to. Yeah. Clyde, I mean, we all know that Clyde's a great running back, but he's going to get that vision that Le'Veon Bell has. He's going to get that patience that Le'Veon Bell. I'm not. He's not going to get it, but he's going to acquire something from Le'Veon. You know, he's going to take yeah. a, a piece of his page to kind of see what's happening. Yeah. So from our perspective, if you've got Le'Veon right now, I am doing one of two things as a Le'Veon Bell owner. If I don't get a very, very sell-high offer, then I am holding on to Le'Veon Bell. Let's right. say I get an offer of a Todd Gurley. We talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. These are all players that I would consider in the same category when you're trading Le'Veon Bell now. So don't be trading Le'Veon for a Miles Gaskin, for a uh, David Montgomery, David, David Montgomery, James Robinson. Yeah. Um, oh, that's an interesting one there. But that's an interesting one. I'm okay <laughs> with that. That thought from from. Very early. What about so Bell f- yeah. and Connor? Sorry, Bell and James Connor. See, that's interesting. I am still under the impression that Connor is the lead back there. So you got to follow the volume in that scenario. But how right. how do you see that then? I yeah, I would still go James Connor. I think right now, right now in the us processing this, I'm still going James Connor. Le'Veon, and that's the thing, right? Ho- yeah. Hopefully, these conversations that we're having will help you to start make some very hard decisions. Now, we've talked about Bell a little bit. There's no way we could cover every detail of what's going to happen with Le'Veon. To be very clear, what could happen is anything. Yeah, <laughs> Le- Le'Veon could go to the Chiefs, and Clyde could still be the guy there. He could play the third down role. Right, I don't think we expect that to happen, but there could literally be any scenario on the table. Let's not forget that the Chiefs spent their first-round pick on Clyde 
when there were a lot of running backs available. Right. Clyde was the first running back off the board, and there's a reason for that. But let's talk about Clyde, okay? This hurts Clyde's value significantly. Right. Right? Absolutely. I, I think that he's going to lose touches, point blank, period. Uh, he's... Look, he he hasn't been doing what you expect him to be doing. Yeah. Regardless, you know. Yeah. Um, I know last game he had like ten touches in New England. He has sixteen. He he's really haven't he hasn't been averaging the numbers that you were expecting. Won the last two mm-hmm. games, but I think that this is this is gonna drop more. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. more I don't think he it will drop half if he's averaging sixteen carries a game. It's probably going to go to eight, maybe nine. Mm-hmm. I, I I think that's that's my thought process. This is how I'm seeing it right now. Obviously, we have no idea what's going to happen, but yeah. Here's the thing: when Bell's when when Bell Le'Veon plays his first game as a Kansas City Chief, you cannot make your decision for the rest of the season off of that one game. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a long time for Le'Veon to fit into this system, for him to understand the schemes, for him to understand the playbook. You will really need two to three weeks to figure out who Bell will be in this offense. Yeah. So if I'm a Clyde owner, I am probably holding on to him this week and hoping he has a big game and then trying to trade him before this is all figured out. Yeah, absolutely. I... I, there's also another thought process I think as well. Am I yeah. am I trading Clyde right now? You know, I just got the news. Um, you have Clyde on your team. Who are you trading Clyde for? If you want to get rid of him, if you feel if you have in your gut feeling that Clyde is going to lose production, he's going to lose those those touches in the goal line. He's not obviously he hasn't been doing well so f- already. So what? Who am I trading Clyde for then? It's a really good question. I mean. You know, a name that comes to mind, and I know this is insane, is like a Miles Gaskin, right? Miles has all the touches. He's right. got all the volume. He's a guy that they want to be the guy. But again, I'm not comfortable making that trade just yet if I'm a Clyde owner. I think you're not going to get much more than a David Montgomery, than a, than a Miles Gaskin, a David Johnson, those are the kind of players you're probably going to be looking at when you trade. And if you're more comfortable making the trade now and just trying to get off of him not to worry about the situation, then maybe you do it, right? But right. for me, I if I'm a Clyde owner, I'm personally probably holding on to him, hoping that it takes Bell a while to get involved into this offense. Yeah. Um, just looking at it now, just thinking ahead, I'm, I think at best maybe around week eight to nine Clyde could be best of flex. I, yeah, I, don't, I think it, it's hard. I th- it's hard. Hmm. I think you will be able to start both of these guys when they're fully integrated. I think you'll be able to start both of them. I think in this uh, offense. Yeah. A hundred percent. All I know is my, my gut feeling is that Clyde is going to lose touches. Clyde is going to lose yeah. touches in the goal line. I think Le'Veon Bell is a better goal line back. He's been, yeah. he's been in that position for years already. Obviously, in the Steelers, the Jets, I mean, the Jets was just a blur. But yeah. I think Bell's going to be the goal line back. Obviously, the, the Chiefs' offense is great. They're always in the goal line. But they've been, yeah. they've 
thrown the ball like the last four or five times in yeah. the, under the 10-yard under line, within the 10-yard line. And now they have Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell with great vision, patience, once again. He's going to punch mm-hmm. it in, you know? Like, this also affects yeah, Patty, I feel. Yeah, it does affect Patty. I don't know that they change the way they use Patty, actually, when uh, I think I'm, about it. No way, no way. I think Pat, yeah. Patrick will probably have less touchdowns now because now his the guy behind him has he can he can run now he can punch it in. To be very clear, we both aren't worried about Patrick Mahomes. No, He's no, still oh, no, I'm not the worried. Number one quarterback in 100%. fantasy. I'm not worried of him. But I'm just saying. The last thing I want to the last thing I want to say about this right now is from a dynasty perspective. Right. Let's say you have Clyde in the dynasty in a in a dynasty league. You drafted him this year. He was probably the number one pick in most dynasty drafts. Now, I don't actually think this is a bad thing if you're in dynasty. And let me explain why. Le'Veon only has a one year contract. Mm-hmm. The likelihood that the Chiefs sign Bell to a long term contract after this year is very low. Because they don't have the money to do it and because he's going to be looking for money. Right. So, like you said earlier, Le'Veon Bell being with Clyde is a very good thing because he's going to learn a lot about vision, about the running back position in the NFL. Le'Veon, don't disrespect Le'Veon. Remember who Le'Veon Bell is. Yeah. This is a guy who's two years removed from being the number one pick in every fantasy draft. And there's a reason. Because he is a superstar talent. Now, we get to see if that talent is still there the way that it was now. Yeah, this is the test. There's no, there's no more excuses, yeah. right? But if you have Clyde and Dynasty, do not freak out at all. This is good news, I think. Do you feel that way? I think so. I. The reason why I'm also still hesitant in Dynasty is because Damian Williams opted out this year. So when Damian yeah. Williams come back, is Damian Williams going to be the Le'Veon Bell of this year? Is he going to be yeah. the guy that's take, still taking the touches from from, from Clyde? I, it, there's still a lot of questions. There's still a lot of questions that we have for next year, especially Dynasty. I think I think that Damian... I think they would rather have Le'Veon Bell. And what if Le'Veon Bell wants to stay in the, the league for another two, three years? They extend yeah. his contract and then trade away Damian Williams to a to a team I, that I needs to run. I just don't back. see a realistic scenario where Le'Veon Bell turns down money from teams who will be willing to give him money. But we could talk about this probably for an entire two hours, but the podcast Absolutely. would be entirely too long. But <laughs> let's move on. We're going to be talking about this top uh, about this topic for a while, so don't worry if you have more questions. What we like to do on this midweek podcast every week is answer some questions from the Fantasyland fam, from our community, the Fantasyland community. So what we do is we put up an Instagram story around this time every week and ask what you guys want to know the answers to. We're going to pick two questions from our community. So let's talk about question number one from at skinny.2x. The question, does McKinnon still have value with Coleman coming off of IR soon. No. Jarek McKinnon. A lot of people thought there would still be value even when Raheem's back. And even with just Raheem back last week, it wasn't promising at all, was it? No. 
I don't think Jeremy Kinn is somebody that you can keep anymore now that Raheem's Raheem's there. I yeah. think, you know, Jeremy Kinn was running back three, and he yeah. yeah he had one good week. You have to you have to can obviously take into account that Raheem is back, Coleman's back. Yeah. They're in they're you know running back one and two for a reason clearly. McKinnon, I think, is definitely droppable for me. If you want to hold on to him and you have the space, keep yeah. him if you really want to. But here's, like, here's the thing: I, I I was gonna say one thing on this. If you can trade him away as soon as possible for even any value at all, that's what we would be doing, right? Yeah, before before Sunday yeah. for sure. Yeah, but I would probably be holding on to McKinnon on my team. I don't think I would drop him because injuries are just too risky this year anything could happen yeah all right this second question from the fantasy land fam from josh greenup shout out josh shout what out was josh. the motivation in starting fantasy land oh really really great question so essentially <laughs> yeah, the question is why did you guys start this podcast why did you start fantasy land and i'll start off i mean i i guess we'll get pretty real with you here when COVID hit this year, you and I both pretty much lost all income. Yeah. And we are both, you know, in our mid 20s. And we uh, we applied for job after job, never heard any response. So we made a decision and we said, what is the one thing that we love more than anything in the world? Pretty much. That was fantasy football. And we <laughs> yeah. believe that we are, you know, really great at it. We believe that we bring some great insight so we said, you know what? Let's give everything we have into making this Fantasyland football podcast, into this Fantasyland football brand. Yeah. This is honestly what we love to do. It's not just some side hustle. It's genuinely what we love, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think we, when we started this, we were just like, we can definitely do a podcast. And then, and if it doesn't go, if it doesn't really go well, it's okay. We tried, you know, maybe yeah. later on down the road when this whole pandemic kind of settles down, we can go back to our jobs. But like having a yeah. full swing at it now really gave us that vision, that clarity of what we really want to do. One, we love football. Two, yeah. we, we love building a community. And three yeah. is just, we kind of like having all of all of our friends as well, like the, the fantasy ring league it, it's awesome to have all the boys included in this as well like, i think that's fun it's great and i yeah. think that's why we want to do this totally and we do highlight our fantasy football league the fellowship of the fantasy ring normally on this podcast because the Le'Veon bell news just smashed the entire fantasy world we will be holding off until next week but anyway you know i just want to say one last thing on that this is why patreon is is a really special thing for us. Yeah. Because what that means is if you actually love our content and you love hearing what we have to say, you love the DMs that we give you back and forth, this is your opportunity to actually support us. This is our dream. This isn't a side project. This is actually what we have decided that we would like to dedicate our lives to. Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you if you want to support us in that way, again, what's the website, Badaki? It's, it's patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. Yeah, that's right. No pressure. You can find that on Instagram, but just wanted to throw that out one last time. No, that's awesome. I think that we can, if you guys really 
love the show and see this and you just want more content patreon's a great way to help obviously we only do three podcasts a week right now but if you want this to be a five podcast a week uh six podcasts a week th- that patreon helps us do that yeah definitely yeah awesome well i love these Fantasyland family community questions i actually love hearing from you guys and it's been so awesome your support so far but we're going to get into the game of the week. We're going to cover one game that we feel is the highlight, the shiny, the splashy game of the week. But before we do that, we're going to tell you a little bit about RSA. We are currently sponsored with RSA for the podcast, for the giveaways that we do monthly. That's right. So why don't we tell you why we believe RSA is the go-to for all things sports memorabilia? Did you know that most signed sports memorabilia companies don't actually work directly with the athletes? Did you know that? I do know now, but they, they need to know. <laughs> you need to know. <laughs> they use third-party companies, but not RSA. RSA actually makes do- deals directly with the athletes in bulk, so you can always get the best deal in the industry. RSA is also the largest JSA-authenticated autograph distributor and promises a money-back guarantee on all products. So, hey, if you want anything spy- uh, sorry, if you want anything sports memorabilia related, head to shoprsa.com. Are you ready for some football? Are you ready for some football? Are you ready for some football? Oh, yeah. Let's get hyped. It so is the game of the week. No that's Thursday right. night football, so we can't talk about it. Got but it. we are going to give you our one highlighted game of the week right that's right look we have a great matchup here packers the four no packers undefeated packers actually against Ooh. the three and two bucks tom and the bucks look over yep. under right now is 54 i'm definitely taking that this is gonna be a high scoring game packers coming right off of the bye here and brady he is pissed after not realizing it was fourth down yeah <laughs> um, you know what's funny i think the biggest storyline is obviously Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, right? Oh, for sure. Two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, head to head. But I don't know if you saw the quote from Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, Mm. by the way, backup running back for the Packers. He was quoted to have said something along the lines of, I know that my quarterback at least knows when it's fourth down. Oh boy. So there's already a little bit of beef between these teams starting to form. That's a huge mistake by the boy. (laughs) <laughs> Tom's yeah. gonna come out. He's pissed already. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He is not happy. You can pretty much guarantee he's seen the memes. He's not happy about it. But no. take us through the Packers first here, Badaki. That's right. Obviously, on the Packers side of the ball, who you starting? Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. These are your must-start guys every week on this team for sure. And look, the guy in question right now is Robert Tonyan. You know, yep, uh, is, yeah, is he going to, is he somebody that's going to be consistent? Obviously, he had amazing games in the past three weeks. He popped off on yeah. Monday Night Football. He had three touchdowns. We all saw that. He was a massive waiver wire pick probably last week and the week before. Look, I think if you don't have a tight end right now, if you are struggling with tight ends, maybe you have Darren Waller. I know he's on a bye this week. You know, he. This could let be me a, give you a prime example. I've drafted Hayden Hurst in every league. Oh, my goodness. And while I still believe 
he has a chance to finish as a top 12 tight end. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily holding on to that belief, right? right. So right. I am constantly looking for options at tight end. Mm-hmm. Robert Tanyan is someone that I picked up in two of my leagues that I could. And I'm sitting there thinking, do I start Robert Tanyan or do I start Hayden Hurst? And the issue is, these games where Robert Tanyan's been great, Devonta Adams hasn't played. Right. Now Devonta Adams is back. Look, So we really get a game to see, is Robert Tanyan the real deal? I think, yeah, this is this is going to definitely be his test, but I think you still have to start him in my thought process because Alan Lazard's not there. And MVS has been terrible. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, once Aaron gains your trust and you're making football plays, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw you the ball. Okay, let let me just throw a hypothetical out there for you, Bidaki. I mean, you know, maybe someone out there is in this position. Let's say you have Hayden Hurst and you have Robert Tanyan. Hypothetically, hypothetically, uh, hypothetically, you know, like, hypothetically, just hypothetically. I don't know. Maybe, maybe some listeners out there are dealing with this. Who are I, you starting this week? Then? I definitely think that you have to go Robert Tanyan. I think, but Hayden Hurst does have a great matchup against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm pretty sure that's who they're playing this week. I, I, I think there's no. It's hard. It's hard. I, I would, I would lean towards Robert. He's on the better offense. Okay. Period. That's good to know for anyone out there who maybe needs to know that question. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the Bucks. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers should probably be 4-1, and one, but all credit to the Bears last week on Thursday yep. Night Football. Tom Brady. Let's talk about Tom. I think from a fantasy perspective, we have said from the beginning we do not feel comfortable starting him pretty much any week. Do you still feel that way after five weeks? Uh, I do. I'm still not okay. confident starting him. The only way I'm starting him is if I need a flex. I mean, a uh, a quarterback because you know one of my quarterbacks is on a buy. There's no way I'm starting him personally. I, I, Tom was great yeah. back then. Look, don't get me wrong. He had two good games in I think week three, week four. Yeah. But last week I think he only scored like 15 points, 13 points, mm. some, something around there. It's not somebody that I'm really wanting to start. Speaking of people who you are starting, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin has been practicing in a limited fashion for the past two days. Mm-hmm. If this continues, it could mean good things for his status on Sunday. If Chris Godwin plays, you are starting him. Let's talk about Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. I don't want to get too much into this because we are going to be talking about Ronald Jones on our trade targets. But... Are you still starting Ronald Jones with confidence this week with Fournette probably being more part of the game plan? Um, Once again, look, you might have to because yeah. if you don't have another option, obviously everyone's short in the fantasy running back position with all yeah. these injuries. If you have Ronald Jones, he's been, he's been, he's been balling, you know, he's been doing well. Yeah. I think you have to start him, and you have to start him with confidence. I don't think there's anyone else that can really replace. I think Fournette can definitely replace him. I think when Fournette's healthy, you will see Ronald Jones less. Like, don't expect him to have a game. I don't expect him to have a game like he did last week, personally. You yeah. know, I think he had like 15 points. He had 17 carries, something like that. I expect that to be a lot less, you know, maybe 10 carries. 
around there. Yeah. Will be interesting. Scotty Miller. Oh, he needs some milk. Was on the straight trash list last week. Don't play Scotty Miller. You just you just can't do it. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we are going to get into our trade for and trade away targets, but we just want to let you know. Head to our Instagram where you can check out the latest results from week five from our fantasy football league, the fellowship of the fantasy ring. This is our fantasy football league that we cover on the podcast has a bunch of the guys that, you know, we love to do life with. And honestly, it's, it's actually quite entertaining to watch people make bad trades or good trades and to see people's reactions from breaking news or rumors that have happened. There was a trade that, that happened, by the way. I don't know if you know. Yes, there was a trade that has happened. <laughs> Head to our Instagram. You'll you'll be able to see our trade of the week this Saturday. But uh, we will cover the Fellowship of the Fantasy Ring again next week. Give you an update on that. But we are going to go straight now into trade targets. To trade this dude and don't even get a first-round pick, it's yeah. damn near a fireable offense. Clearly because of emotion. Because it makes no football Clearly. sense whatsoever. Clearly because of emotion. It makes no football sense whatsoever. I actually love that one. It's hilarious. So good. <laughs> hey, let's talk trades. Let's talk trades. We are going to give you two trade for and two trade away candidates each. Badaki, start us off with some trade for targets. My trade for guy for me has to be Amari Cooper. And you're probably wondering why. Why Amari? You know, he just lost Dak. And can you trust Andy Dalton? I think that this is a great time to get Amari Cooper on the low. I've seen this yeah. multiple times. I've seen this once already in another league that Zach and I are in that Amari Cooper went for the low low earlier. Oh, yeah. Someone panicked. Yeah, someone panicked just purely because Dak Prescott is out for the season. Look, I don't think Amari's going to get the same workload like he did yeah. in the past couple games, yeah. but I think he's still a top receiver and I think he still will get this still get touches or um, receptions from Andy Dalton. You have to remember that Andy Dalton was a quarterback. The Red Rocket. Yeah. Excuse me. He was a quarterback in this league for a very long time. He had a couple good weapons. He had AJ Green, obviously Tyler Boyd. Uh, and Sorry. I, th- I just want to say something quickly. Have you watched Andy Dalton's pregame speeches? No. Okay. I don't know. Anyone listening, you need to search in YouTube right after this. Andy Dalton pregame speeches. I'm, I'm they are potentially it. the most uninspiring speeches you will ever hear in your life. But sorry, you were going to say something about Andy Dalton there, right? No, yeah, I think I don't. Dalton is a terrible quarterback. I think he was just on a, no. ter- a, a bad offense. And he had, yeah. you know, Marvin Lewis as a head coach, which. They had really good chemistry, but they just really couldn't connect and mesh in that way that they really, really wanted to. But anyways, he had A.J. Green, which is essentially Amari Cooper. Obviously, he has a lot more weapons now in CD, Michael Gallup, Zeke behind him. Yeah. Look, I think Amari Cooper is going to have good games. He's not going to have the 33-point game that he had two weeks ago against Cleveland. I think he's going to be averaging where he was, um, 15, 16 you know, 18 point range, uh, I'll be trading for Amari Cooper. I love it. And I think if I knew that someone in one of our leagues was going to trade him low, I would have been interested. 
<laughs> my first trade for target is Chris Godwin. Now, wow. I know what you're thinking. This dude has been injured the entire year. How are you trading for him? Well, that's exactly how I am trading for Chris Godwin. He's been injured most of the year. However, when he has been on the field, he has put up top 10 wide receiver numbers every time. Right. Okay? We said with Scotty Miller, Tom Brady loves a slot wide receiver. Yes, but there is a point where the slot wide receiver needs to be talented. Okay? Chris Godwin is the most talented slot wide receiver in the NFL. And, hey, that could be... You could be at sure. me in the comments. Okay? <laughs> Chris Godwin, in my opinion, is at least a top two slot wide receiver in the league. Okay? So, because he's been dealing with this hamstring injury, I am actually going to be looking to target him on the low. I actually just traded for him yesterday, Bidaki. Yeah, you in did. In a fantasy league. Yeah, you did. So, for me, Chris Godwin, okay, you need to keep in mind who he's been with a sample size that we've seen with Tom Brady. He's been fantastic so far. Now, when you watch the Bucks games, you can actually see they need Chris Godwin in this offense. I personally think it's very clear that there's a hole in this offense when Chris Godwin is not out there running routes. Right. The two games he's played so far, he's been very effective. But here's the thing. If you're in a position where you are one and four, two and three, I would probably be avoiding this move. What okay. you and I like to do sometimes is make moves that are somewhat risky, but that could pay off. But we always like to be in a situation where we can do that. So if you are three and two, if you are four and one, obviously if you're five and zero, oh, now is a great time to go out there and get Chris Godwin. Here's a couple wide receivers that I think you could probably trade Chris got trade for Chris Godwin. Right. Tyler Boyd. Cooper Cup. Both two wide receivers who I think will hold similar values if you add in a piece or two or someone off the bench. It's a little bit risky, but when it comes to the playoff stretch, I honestly don't know that there's a player in the NFL, obviously, well, Mike Edwins. Mike Edwins? Ed- Sorry. <laughs> Mike Edwins. Mike, Mike Edwins. Edwins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me get to what I'm trying to say here. There's not a wide receiver core that has a better schedule in the playoffs. Right. There's, there's simply not a better playoff schedule. Week 14, Minnesota Vikings. Mm-hmm. Week 15, the Atlanta Falcons. Week 16, the Detroit Lions. Oh my gosh. If you make it to the playoffs and Chris Godwin is healthy, you could be carried to a championship. I know it's a risk. If you're comfortable with the risk, try trading for Chris Godwin. Say no more. Look, my guy has to be Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz. Oh my Ertz. gosh, wait. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh, he needs some milk. <laughs> Jokes. Zach Ertz was on our trash list last week, but this is probably why he's on our trade for list. That's right. Look, Zach, for me, Zach Ertz is somebody that you need to buy low for. 
you need to buy low. And I think he is somebody that can really. Sorry, one second. Um, just distracted there. Just had to check my audio. Anyways, Zach Ertz <laughs> is somebody that is somebody somebody that you can trade for and you can buy low. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you why. Look, obviously the past two game has been terrible. He caught one ball, oh, one pass for the you know what, sixteen yards, something ridiculous like that. And he's playing the Baltimore Ravens this week, which you're thinking the Ravens has the best defense. There's no way he's gonna even get more points. You're right. Maybe he won't. But I think the schedule ahead is going to be better. Purely okay. because look at the division that he's in. He's he's in, <laughs> he plays, you know, the Cowboys twice that he hasn't yep. played yet. He plays the Giants twice that he hasn't played mm-hmm. yet. And then the Washington Redskins one more time. Anyways, that I just want you to know that. But look, when I went back yeah. and I kind of looked at his film and everything, I was looking what was happening. One, Carson Wentz was throwing the ball terribly. That can be an issue. Two, to everyone on his team that is also a threat is injured. Deshaun yeah. Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey. Okay, so when and mind you, the Eagles love to run a twelve personnel offense. So yeah, look, no one's there's no threats. There's literally no threats yeah. on the field besides Zach Ertz. So what defense? What are defense doing? They're game planning for Zach Ertz, and then Miles Sanders in the backfield. Which really they yeah. just been stuffing. Uh, look, I think, I personally think his workload is going to increase. I have Zach Ertz. I am frustrated, but I also have hope. This is somebody yeah. that I think that that is going to do great later. I understand you're probably questioning, what about Dallas Goddard? Is he coming back? When is he coming? He's going to be coming back soon. Yes, he is going to be coming back soon. But when that happens, and when Dallas Goddard is on the field. It's going to be, it's going to be opening up things. Cause, yeah. Look, I th- I guess the best way I can really explain it: when Dallas Goddard gets touches, who's the defense going to focus their focus their attentions on? Dallas Goddard, right? That right. means Zach Ertz is open. So this is how I'm playing it. Uh, look, Zach Ertz is probably not the top what top five tight end that you were expecting to be this year. I think there's still a lot of talent there. I think that. You need Let me to... ask you a question then. Mm-hmm. Because this is a trade we've discussed before. Robert Tanyan or Zach Ertz? Who do you re- who would you rather have the rest of the season? <clears throat> I have I personally have to see. Right now it's easy to say Tanyan. That but that's the only way I can say who I want rest of the season is whether he's going to be a factor when Detective Adams is in. That's the only way I can give you a clear answer. If yeah, if you if you have a gut feeling that Tanya is still going to go off, trade and trade Zach trade Zach Ertz away for Tanya. But remember, Zach yeah. Ertz is a top five tight end. Period. His talent, he's proven his talent. He's there. Yeah, I get get Ertz on the low low. You know. Yep. Our last trade for target is mine. It's Tyler Lockett. Wow. Tyler Lockett. The first three weeks. Okay, was averaging 25 fantasy points in PPR per game. These past two weeks. That's pitiful. I mean, it's absolutely pitiful to to perform like that. Seven points per game in the last two weeks. Right. He's been, to say he's been bad is an understatement, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the main thought behind that, this is, 
if you know fantasy, then you know Tyler Lockett is a great wide receiver, okay? There's no need to question Tyler Lockett's value. I believe this offense, as we should all know by now, is one of the best offenses in the league right now. Right. What do we also know about this team? Well, we know their defense is one of the worst defenses in the league right now. Now, of course, Jamal Adams has been injured. Right. But one player can only do so much. I'm not personally worried about Tyler Lockett's down games because of the combination of a bad defense and a great offense. It's a beautiful scenario where you know that the team is going to constantly need to score and you have a wide receiver who's in a position to catch touchdown, catch t- touchdowns or just to get a high volume of passes. Right. He's got a bye week right now, okay? So if you can find a team that is in desperation mode, 0 and 5, 1 and 4, 2 and 3, Tyler Lockett's on the bye, what do I do? Perfect scenario to try and wiggle your way into a buy low scenario. Tyler Lockett is my and our last trade for target. Thoughts on that? No, absolutely. I definitely agree with Tyler Lockett. I still think he he is personally the best wide receiver in the NFL to me. I think he Tyler has, Lockett? Yeah. Tyler slot, Lockett. Slot, slot slot wide receiver. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I didn't say slot because you said you thought Chris Godwin was the was the best slot wide receiver. Right. I think Tyler Lockett right. for me is my is the best slot wide receiver in the NFL, and I think he obviously with DK there is he's losing some touches, but Tyler Lockett is still up there. Plus, he has Russ. You're kidding me. Uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree. I love it. And hey, maybe I'm just in the mood for a slot wide receiver this week. <laughs> Let's talk about trade-away targets. These are the people that we are advising you to trade away, to be clear. Mm -hmm. In all these scenarios, when we say to trade for someone, we're not saying to give up your best players, to give up the world. And when we are saying to trade away, we aren't saying to give them these players away for nothing, okay? We always like to buy low and sell high. So our first trade-away target is Alexander Madison. Wow. Okay? To be clear... If you have Dalvin Cook right now, do not trade Alexander Madison. This conversation is off the table if you have Dalvin Cook. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. One of the few, one of the top five, top three handcuffs in the league. Okay? However, right now, That's we all expect Dalvin Cook to miss this game against Atlanta. Yeah. Assuming everything goes right with these COVID tests in Atlanta and everything is cleared up and they play, there is an amazing opportunity for Alexander Madison to have a top 10 week without question. He's going to have the volume. He's going to have the opportunity. What I would suggest you do is if you have Madison on your bench, this is really only a one week rental, honestly. If Dalvin Cook is back after the bye... Madison's value goes down unless Cook gets injured again, which could happen. Mm -hmm. You're obviously trading him with the expectation that Cook does not get injured again. So Dalvin Cook owners are panicking at the moment because anytime your number one pick goes down, 
yeah. whether you want to admit it or not, you mm-hmm. are worried. Yeah, you're worried. You're concerned. Exactly. So here's your opportunity to cash in or find someone who has a running back on a bye week and trade that value in for something that is more sustainable long term. Yeah. Here's the best case scenario for Dalvin Cook. This one game he misses, then they're on a bye week and he comes back. Okay? So sell on the opportunity that, or not the opportunity, sorry, sell on the thought process to the Dalvin Cook owner. Man, you know Dalvin Cook has injury history. You know he's got some trouble staying fully healthy. Let me give you Alexander Madison. Why don't you give me Miles Gaskin back? Why don't you give me... You, you see what I'm what I'm yeah. doing here? There's a group 100%. of running backs that you could get back who long-term would have more value, in my opinion. Trade away Alexander Madison on the high if you have him. Quick question. If okay. this game doesn't happen, am I still trading away Alexander Madison? Or should I if just this game, keep- If this game doesn't happen, you probably can't trade away Alexander Madison. But that that's because it's, it's still he, uncertain. His value would be virtually. You're, you're right, but that means that Dalvin's bye week is moved to week six, and then that yes. means they have a game on week seven, which he was essentially their bye week. So that means he's gonna whisk miss yeah. game seven. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. The bye week's gonna translate somewhere. I get what you're saying. Yes, regardless, I am still trading Madison with all of these thoughts in the same process because whichever way you look at it you're going to get one game out of madison say no more easy my trade away guy is a guy that we talked about earlier in our game of the week and it's ronald jones ronald jones and you're probably asking why and look it's purely just because of fournette i think once fournette is back once fournette is healthy you know he's gonna want to he's gonna want Bruce Arians is going to want to use both of these guys. Leonard Fournette is, I think, the better back. He has better vision. He's bigger. He's stronger. And I think that it's going to hurt Ronald Jones' production. Yeah. Like I said, he had a decent game last week. He had 17 touches, 15 points, and a touchdown, 110 yards. That's not something that I don't think moving forward he's going to be producing when Le'Veon Bell when he's splitting carries with Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Not Le'Veon. <laughs> I'm thinking of Le'Veon Bell, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> yeah. I keep seeing all these other stuff. I'm getting messages. Everyone's talking about Le'Veon Bell. Sorry, guys. Of Le'Veon, yeah. of Leonard Fournette. I think Leonard Fournette is going to be taking these touches. And I think Bruce Arian, they show the history. He There's a history of him sharing carries with, with his running backs. And it's true. Yeah. Look, I'm personally trading him away. Some mm-hmm. a couple of people that I'm thinking about trading, you know, Fournette away is I mean, uh, Ronald Jones away for is DJ David Johnson. Yeah, would you like okay. that? Would you rather have DJ over Ronald Jones? I would rather have DJ over Ronald Jones personally. Right. Okay. What about like a David Montgomery over Ronald Jones? I would rather have David Montgomery over Ronald Jones as well. Miles mm, Gaskin. Miles Gaskin over Ronald Jones. Mark Ingram. Ronald Jones over Mark Ingram. Okay. Look, my guy is Ronald Jones. I'm trading him away. His carries are going to be split once Fournette is yeah. back. Trade him away. It's 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 kind I of agree. simple as that. I, 
I think we're both on the same page with this one. This is not us saying Ronald Jones is a bad football player. No. This is us saying Bruce Arians, if you look at the history of how he's run his teams, typically, except for David Johnson when they were in Arizona, let's look at what the past couple of years have shown us. And it's been really hard for Bruce Arians to trust one running back. One running back can miss one blocking assignment and be done for the day. Right. In fact, that happened to Ronald Jones last year. And to remind everyone, Ronald Jones has been on this team for a while. He's had the opportunity to show <laughs> yeah. that he is the guy. Yeah. <laughs> now, could he be stepping into that role? Yes, he could be stepping into it, but we believe the touches will be split. So, yeah, I love this. My second trade-away target is Darius Slayton oh boy. from the New York football Giants. Look, I'm sorry to do this, Badaki. The reality is <laughs> the New oh, York man. Giants, the New York football Giants, they're just not a very good team. They're You're just right. not. They're not. The main thing that worries me here is their offensive line could not stop anyone from getting to the quarterback. I'll yeah. be honest with you, and I think it has a lot to do with the offensive line, but Daniel Jones looks lost. He looks lost back there. Uh, Get that boy a map. He does not know where he's going. Yeah. All this hype last year of Daniel Jones, the future. Daniel Jones, yes, there's a turnover problem, but look at what he can do. Trevor Lawrence, now, baby. Get him <laughs> exactly, in. Exactly, I was about to say. Every New York Giant fan is now pretty much saying, yeah, look, Jones really isn't that guy. It's mostly just been the turnovers that you've seen this year instead of the high upside potential. So here's the reality, right? I'm going to ask you a question. Do you believe in Daniel Jones? Oh, man. I want to believe. I actually want to believe. I was talking to another fellow giant friend, George. Shout out to George. Look, I'm giving I'm giving DJ one more year in this offense to be acclimated with everyone, with all his weapons in the game for at least three games. At least yeah. with Saquon in at least three games, with Sterling at least three games. I... I'm. I have to give him one more year. If not, like, it has to be. Well, okay. Trevor. If Trevor's available, I'm. I don't know. I really don't know. I'll be honest. So with you. That, that's just a really the hard fact question. that you aren't sure is a sign. <laughs> and to all the listeners out there, ask yourself the question: Do you believe in Daniel Jones? If the answer is yes, then you need to ignore everything I've said so far. If the answer is mm, no, not really then you need to look at this last game that Darius Slayton just had. And he had a great game, a cash game. And I think you need to take this opportunity to sell high. And you can sell a high by convincing someone of the schedule. He's in the NFC East. There's going to be a lot of opportunities to play against bad defenses. Yeah. So for me, Darius Slayton is my last tradeaway target. Wow. We still love you, Slayton. Hopefully you can bounce back. Look, my last guy and final trade away is Emmanuel Sanders. And obviously this is kind of self-explanatory. Look, 
Yeah. Michael Thomas is due back right after the bye week. He was supposed to be due back this past game against the Chargers, and he ended up punching one of his teammates. And he's not <laughs> sorry for it either. Check check his Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Emmanuel Sanders did have a couple good games. He had three good games, actually, against Green Bay, Detroit, did and you, the Chargers. Sorry, what did he say on his Twitter? Uh, it was just like, oh, man, I actually don't remember. You should look it up. Look it up. I actually it don't remember. It feels like they went full like WWE. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. <laughs> That's a little sneak preview into Saints practice last week. Yeah, actually. Look, like I said, Michael Thomas is due right after the bye week. Emmanuel Sanders had a great past three games. Uh, he scored 25 points against the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken. Emmanuel Sanders' production is going to go down. I don't expect yeah. him to be getting these touches you know he had 12 receptions last last week i don't think you're gonna see that that's michael thomas numbers you know even higher that's not even close to michael thomas numbers yeah but i'm trading him away like i said self-explanatory sell him high and get somebody else get look I, obviously i think i would rather have emmanuel sanders over a couple people but i guess as a giant well, i i got someone that comes to mind actually um julian edelman or emmanuel sanders julian julian edelman Easy. Okay. Jerry Judy or Emmanuel Sanders? Jerry Judy. Easy. Okay. <laughs> Brandon Ayuk or Emmanuel Sanders? Brandon Ayuk. All right. Well, there you go. There's some questions that you could probably consider as a listener. <laughs> yeah. I love at- it. I I think you need to sell him as well. Yeah, you definitely need to sell him. Get him off your team. I don't think it's somebody that you're going to want to be starting once MT is back and healthy for the rest of the year personally i think he might have a couple games here or there but it's not somebody that i'm starting with confidence every week yeah i love it and every time we do our trade for and trade away targets we like to give you at the very end a bonus a risk taker trade what's a risk taker trade well essentially it means there's a lot of risk in this player but it obviously it could pan out high risk high reward situation and there is not a better definition of a risk taker trade right now than a Le'Veon Bell we've talked about him a lot this week yeah obviously he just signed with the Kansas City Chiefs the involvement in the offense is unknown who's going to be the running back one will it be a split backfield that's right and you could probably add Clyde to this risk taker situation as well I wanted to say that um I think Clyde would be a great person that can be a risk taker obviously He's people drafted him really high with draft capital. Yeah, you you can and people lost value in him immediately once Bell has been on that team. But there's still value in Clyde. There's still value in Bell. There's now value in Bell. So yeah. for sure, I, that's a massive Obviously, risk. Bell going from that New York Giants Jets offense, either one would have been bad, to <laughs> the Chiefs offense is a massive upgrade. Look, if you like the idea of you know what, let me throw a risk out. One of these guys could be a really great high-risk, high-reward situation, but the risk is very high, and you need to know that. This is literally the definition of a risk-taker. Yeah. But hey, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Genuinely, we say this every time, but we are so grateful, so honored that you guys will take the time out to listen to us. We got a great episode coming up tomorrow, depending on what day you're listening to this. Week six, start, sit advice. And we're also going to give you some Hail Mary matchups. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Again, 
friendly reminder, we have an Odell Beckham Jr. signed jersey giveaway happening right now on our mm-hmm. Instagram. We are partnered with RSA, Rochester Sports Autographs, and they are helping helping us with this giveaway. Head to our Instagram where you can find all of the steps to enter. Follow us while you're there. You can follow us on Twitter. You can subscribe on YouTube, and you can obviously listen on virtually any podcast platform out there. Hey, if you are listening on Apple Pods, take some time, if you don't mind, and drop us a review. That would actually be super helpful if if you love the show. And another way that you can actually support the show, like we've already talked about, we officially launched our Patreon site this week. Lots of opportunities there for you to support us. We would love to give you some exclusive content there and continually improve the Fantasyland family. Bonus episodes. Bonus episodes as well. Don't miss out on those bonus episodes every week, depending on which tier that you enter into. However, if you'd like to sign up, please head to patreon.com slash fantasylandfam. Week six is upon us, Badaki. There's no Thursday night football. No Thursday night football. but It's it's okay, okay, right? It's okay. Look, I think... This was the Thursday night football madness we needed was the Le'Veon Bell news. Kind of. True. Kind of gave us some football in in this little time frame that we had. Set the little spark. Yeah, exactly. So it's setting us us up for week six for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. But Aki, I I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I just love what we get to do, even though (laughs) we're doing it. Like we're just, you know. I, nah, this is I just sick. love what we get to do, honestly. Hundred percent. Thank you guys for so, support. Let yeah, us know what we it. like. Let us know what you want us to improve or what you like to see as well. I think that's great. Yeah. Feedback is great on review. Send us a DM what you would like to hear, see, whatever the case may be. Like this is dope. Yep. We will see you on the next podcast. As always, we will see you there. See you there. Hey. hey, yeah, you, the one listening to this podcast, you made a good decision today. Keep making those good decisions. You know what? Go ahead and do a little dance right now, like no one's watching. Because you, you deserve it. <laughs>